Hi, welcome to Your Aunties Could Never. This is a new lunchtime edition, kind of post-lunch edition, actually. Mm. Taking it back to the old school. Taking it back to the old school. This is Auntie AK. I'm Auntie AK. And I'm here with... Auntie Farah. Auntie Nana. And Auntie Shade. Hello, my ladies. How are you? Good, good, good. good. Do, doing good, doing good. Um, this is not necessarily a new time. It's just because the way the schedule's set up is like we have to move things around sometimes. So I'm really sorry to those who are expecting this five o'clock live. Today it's a three o'clock live. Next week it could be the one a.m. live. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. Yes. So you guys are cool. So I'm can you not share why we're do, we're going early? No, I can't. Actually, can't. I don't know. I actually don't know what the deal is. It's not. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, but can you not but say it's exclusive? Maybe. Can you what do you what you're, say what you're doing tomorrow? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, share that then. <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow is. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I lost track of. You know what? My diary is mad. I'm so confused. Um, um, the diary is so busy. Tomorrow, I'm really excited and bloody nervous to be hosting the World Press Conference for The Harder They Fall, the new film that's directed by British director James Samuels, starring Idris Elba, Regina King, Lakeith Stanfield, Zazie Beats, Delroy Lindo, Regina King. Did I say that? And you lots of that's so good, you said it twice. Let's yeah. lots of other faces. Very, very, very damn good film. So the other day, wicked. It's opening London BFI London Film Festival, which is huge because the black film opening the biggest event in the UK film calendar, apart from BAFTA Awards next year. And um, yeah, I'm hosting a press conference, which is basically where you get the world's press that sit down and basically get to ask the cast and director questions. But I'm the moderator. It's the first time I've been able I've been asked to do it. It's freaking huge. I'm very scared. But that's that. But then the compensation. Big up, big up, big up, big up. And then Yeah, proper horns, man. Premiere. That's gonna be fun. Go to the premiere of that and probably go to shake my ass for the rest of the night. And that's that. That's tomorrow. Then the rest of the week's got stuff happening and we will reveal, watch our socials and we'll talk about it on the socials and stuff like that. So yeah, so that's sure. why. I had to, oh, no, 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 I just really realized what Sunday was, but yeah, okay, cool. Yes, yeah. and also, yes, by the way, we can talk we about that. Yeah, yeah, we should talk we're, about that. We're going to be part of the BBE pod, live podcast show on Sunday. I'm about to start talking without knowing full information ready. So we'll come back to that at the end. But we're definitely, we're gonna be doing our first live auntie show in person at the BBE podcast um, event. I will share details. Tickets are still available. I will share it at the end and I'll get everything up. Sorry, I didn't have it ready on my screen. It's on our Instagram guys. So you can go on my Instagram. There you go. And it's, um, yeah, tickets are available. Yeah, they are. are. (laughs) In the flesh. Yeah. Giving you some auntie advice and yeah. yeah. Welcome to the party. Yeah, man. So get involved. We're up first, right? We are up first. We're up first. So yeah, you should definitely come and see us. We're 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 big news and we're big teams. (laughs) It'll be fun. Okay. Auntie Farah, take it away. In what sense though? In the game way. Okay, thank you. See, just wait for the intro. So (laughs) (laughs) today's game is called um you gotta get rid of one okay oh, one's gotta go in the bin 
Okay. All right. So we have Summer Walker, Scissor, Janae Iko, or her. Exactly. One of them's got to go in the bin, and you can never hear their music ever again. Oh, no, no. One of them's got to go in the bin. One of them's got to go in the bin. I oh. think the person I've listened to the least is Janae Iko. Ooh. That's the person I've listened to the least. Fair, but that, in these modern kiddie times, it's Janae's the one I've listened to the least, I think. Don't know if I could not ever hear bullshit again. Don't know, man. I need to hear that ish. She doesn't I, 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 I don't listen to any of them. So <laughs> I'm the worst person to ask them. They can all go in the bin in my world. No, no, we're not doing that. Pick no, I don't know anyone. Who have you heard of? Summer Walker sounds like a, a, a silly name, Summer Walker. <laughs> I was I was just about to say say whose name, but actually I'm like no, Summer Walker's a bad girl. Okay, cool. Yeah, she's a bad yeah. girl, but they're all bad girls. Okay. That's the problem. Auntie Shade. Ah, oh, this is hard, you know. Yeah. Okay, right. Well, I will say, I cause I listen to her and Scissor the most. Like Scissor's out, like that's on repeat. Her, I can just put like all of her songs. I can just listen to all of them. Um. Janae, mm. although I like, I know I like her, I do, I do, I do, but I think Summer Walker, although I think that sometimes she's a bit, you she know, is. off, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Personality is not included. Yeah, yeah. personality is not included. She's got, no, she can, she can write a freaking good tune, man, seriously, mm. she's very, very talented, and one of her songs, Riot, like, I love that song, like, I love it. Mm. Like absolutely love it. So I think it's gonna to have to be Janae. Well, I do like her, but that's really hard. That's hard. Okay. So yeah. my thing is this: Janae has got some uh, uh, one of the, my favorite tunes with her. So that can't go in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> the, like, the, and then she's got tunes with Chris Brown. Like, hello, those can't go in the bin. Summer Walker, as much as I love her. She can go in the bin for this round here, and she's got some bangers. But for this round here, I've got to have hers my top because she is just queen. And then after that, Scissor, and then after that, Janae, and then Summer Walker can go in the bin. Okay, next, another one goes in the bin. Skepta gets gigs or Kano. No, no, no. I saw this. I saw this somewhere. This was on. This is this. This today is a shout out to Nadia J, BBC yeah. One Extra. She had it this morning and I was like, girl, it was making me drive and nearly crash my car because I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I can't get those people. She so, turned absolute violence, mate. Yeah, she did. Mate, she did I think... violence. So. <laughs> that, you know I'm this again? What was Skepta. it? Skepta. And remember, like, we're not talking about how good they look. <laughs> Because we all saw I, the Bond premiere. I am. No, but Ske Skepta, Giggs, Kano, or Getz. And it's it's that one of their music score going a bit. We're not talking about how hot these people are. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. Um, Skepta. Actually, maybe we should do that. No, let's not do that. We're not. We're not causing <laughs> fights around here today. <laughs> Yeah, Skepta could go in the bin because all of the others are 
just so much more talented and have contributed way more to the scene than Skepta in a way, musically. So I'd say Skepta could go in the bin. RTAK. Fucking hell, mate. <laughs> I was going to say Skepta too, but then I thought like Boy Better No Days, he's, that, that, that's a hell, he's just set a foundation and a legacy where he can do what he wants right now. So, and then I, but then I, Kano absolutely not. Gets absolutely not. So it's a toss up between gigs and Skepta for me. And I feel like. So, no, go, go, go. Can't bin gigs. Like, yeah, really, landlord. How can you even? Anyway, let mm, mm. everyone's got their <laughs> right, time. Go, 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 go. I'm saying no more. Yeah. But, <laughs> see, mm, I, ooh, hold on, man. Okay. <laughs> Come on, time is ticking. Let's let's go, Come on. Let's go, let's you see what I'm saying? Let's go to Auntie Sade. No, no, no. We're not, no, we're not doing that. I, we went to you. Quick, time's ticking. All right, should we, should we say, should we, like, John, Skepta's retiring soon, so I'll put Skepta in the bin for now. Okay. I'll, I'll go behind your back and take him out later and dust him off. Oh, shit, I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, That's going to be my line. <laughs> um, you know what? It's going to have it's gonna have to be Skepta, but if it was based on looks, gets. <laughs> no. Oh, no. no. Based on looks, it'll be good for me. Gigs is going. If it's based on looks, gigs is gone. Gigs over gets. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You not talking to me. See, I'm trying to be nice. That's a t-shirt, you know. Gigs over gets. Gigs over gets. You get me? I like that still. No, but listen. Okay. It's mad because I'm with you lot apart from gigs over gets. (laughs) Skepta's got to go in a bin. For, for the music thing, but like Auntie AK said, I'm diving in after that brother. As yeah. soon as I put him in there, I'm with him rolling around with the rats. I don't care. <laughs> Boy, better know. <laughs> <laughs> but gigs over gets. No, man, gets is like. And it's got the special teeth. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, he, I don't know. He, I, don't okay. know. I just like them all. Can't I have them all? <laughs> If it looks, I'll just have to kiss Kano. Oh, what a man. Kano's a, he, he's, he's a hot boy. Skepta Kano's is undeniably hot. Undeniably. We need a moment of appreciation for him and his suit. We do. At, well, at the bond, yeah. yeah, literally, yeah, at the bottom. Because, I mean. <laughs> Thank you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's it. We do appreciate anyway. Last one. (laughs) That's it. We're doing quick fire today because people got things to do, right? All right, say nothing. Two two twos. All right, that was fun. Welcome to who you welcome. Who are you welcoming to the family, Auntie Fire? Hey, I am welcoming to the family. Let me get his name up properly. His name is Aaron Wallace, and he's the founder of award-winning hair and beard line created for black men, which has now also launched in 190 Sainsbury stores. So again, that is Aaron, founder of Aaron Wallace Beard and Hair Care. Wonderful, Aaron. That is big. Aaron's huge, a nice guy too. I love that, love that. That's so cool. Excellent. Welcome, Aaron. Um, Okay, guys, guys, what have you heard? This is where we pick a new story from the past week or today, and we discuss it. Auntie Shada, you're up first. Right, yeah. So, okay, uh, this is kind of like new news, (laughs) basically. And 
I kind of want to be careful about what I'm saying because the platforms I'm streaming to like, are involved. So <laughs> with that in mind, um, basically this is about a woman called Frances, is it Hugen? Hugen, I think. She was a former employee of um, Facebook and she has uh, basically become a whistleblower and um, has been doing some interviews. I think she testifies to Congress, I think, um, either today or tomorrow. Um, and basically she claims, this is her claim, um, that uh, Facebook knowingly um, are aware of how toxic their form can be at times um, and that she was part of a team that was um, tasked to, to battle it and her team after a certain time were disbanded. There was no real reason given to why that was the case. Facebook didn't comment on that part of the conversation. Um, and also she kind of like highlights that they, they may have helped stir up tensions for the, um, the time when, you know, those people stormed the Capitol. Um, so before the 2020 election, they had like certain safeguards in place. So toxic or like um, misinformation wasn't spread as much. And they turned it. So they they put those safeguards on and then they turned it off. And then their people stormed the Capitol and then they turned it off again, um, on again. Right. Um, so Facebook have said, you know, they can't, you know, not in these words, but they have said that they're they're they cannot be responsible for people's individual actions. And it's people who are stoking that and um, the individuals who are fought there. And I just wanted to know what you thought. Also, I thought it was very interesting that this came out on Instagram, WhatsApp, and <laughs> Facebook went down. Yeah. Very interesting. And I want to know kind of two things. We're trying to do these quick, quickly. Like, what, what do you think? Do you think... Do you believe her? Do you think um, Facebook is as toxic as she's saying? Um, and what do you think the reason was uh, for like everything going off yesterday, but worst answers or wrong answers only? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, okay. So Mark Zuckerberg blatantly crashed the system yesterday. He was trying to get to the files that had all this information. So he was like, here, what now? I don't care if billions of people are going to be without Facebook, WhatsApp and Instagram. We've got to let this shit burn. Let's do it now. So she ain't got nothing. Because let's be real. If Facebook can tell me that a planting looks like a spliff, so they don't want to advertise my fucking goods, because it's wow. like tobacco, sorry, which is wow. what they said to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my ads, they they like um said it it um it looks like tobacco, so they're not putting it forward. And I had to appeal it, and then they said, okay. I said it's a vegetable, so they were like, okay, or a fruit. They were like, okay, no problem. Um, it's fine now. So if Facebook can do things like that, and if you even say something like face mask, it comes up with a COVID warning. Mm, on Instagram, yeah. are you trying to tell me that they can't do these sort of things? They have got powers beyond our even wildest dreams. And I think that they definitely did something. And I think that this woman needs to be very careful. But I do love you, Facebook, Instagram, and um, WhatsApp. 
Thank you very much, Mark. <laughs> You're fantastic. Um, yeah, long may you reign. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Auntie Nana. <laughs> um, all right, so she isn't saying anything new that wasn't in a documentary a little while ago about social media, and there was already similar whistleblowers saying exactly what she's saying. I guess she's probably like the newest person and she managed to get that 60 minute all to herself answering questions. Um, but nothing that she's saying is like out of the ordinary for me. It's like, we know that negativity gets people clicking. More than anything, I was thinking, can we blame Facebook or is it really humanity to blame? Because if they're just seeing through the data that humans are more susceptible to staying on a platform when you bombard them with negativity, like actually they like it, this is what they want to see on their timelines is negativity. Can we blame the people that are feeding us with it? Like, are they really to blame? I don't know. We we'll have um, time to respond to that because there was a point yeah that she made about this, which I thought was actually interesting and that I, I wondered why I never thought about this. Because obviously in real life, if say if someone's talking to you about something that you don't like, you can talk to them maybe one time or two times and then you'll leave the conversation. You probably won't talk yeah. to them again or you probably might, if they're really extreme, you'll stop being friends with them. And what she was saying is that the basic, the way the algorithm is, it doesn't work like how humans work, does it? Do you know what I mean? So we're just constantly just keep on sending you stuff. So say if a young girl, I think the example she used, maybe looked into dieting once, but then everywhere she goes, she's going to see that, do you know what I mean? So therefore it, it can become a problem because it's always being shown to you and not ne that's not necessarily your personal choice. So that basically how she's kind of describing it is that when they put in these fail saves, then they don't grow, grow as much. So they're putting growth, uh, I think her words were, they're growth before people, basically. Yeah, yeah money, so. money, money before, yeah. yeah, because you want people to stay on for the ads. Okay, and then my other point, um, the wildest theory is that Facebook hired the Russians who hired the Chinese to hack the system and they did it in its totality so staff couldn't actually move around or get into the building because they disabled everything. So your key fobs weren't even working as well. So not only could you not get onto your computer, you also couldn't get into the building. And that's why it went on for so long. Wow. And following on for that, there's going to be another attack next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the thoughts of Auntie Nana are not shared amongst the group. Again, Facebook, I love you. I love you. <laughs> this is what I heard on the controversy on the, on the streets. Like, this is what people are saying. Not, my, not, my, not what I'm saying. I mean, my response, yes, that was, you know, I, the biggest thing I thought was like, this is why you can't have more, like one mega company owning every single thing. Mm. And when shit goes down, everything is off. It's terrible. I can't remember, what's the word for it when you've got one company that dominates Monopoly. everything? Monopoly. Monopoly. I thought there was something that the actual, you actually call the company. So that's all I thought. Like, imagine, and I know Twitter went, Twitter was off as well, but it's like everything goes down. It is always that, you know, people are like, well, there's now it's time to bond with my family. Yeah, whatever. You know, you don't lie. You know, you're straight. You've you got thingy hands. You're stressed. Like, I can't tweet. I can't quote. I can't comment. I can't interact with people. And for the real people that like for the real reasons that people do really communicate through these apps, it's really freaking dangerous. 
I mean, my mum voice noted me saying, I don't know what's going on. What's up is done. And she was very, very upset. Um, so, uh, I mean, what happened yesterday? Pretty Patel's trying to chase Mark Zuckerberg and he's like, leave me the fuck alone. So he just shut everything down, trying to block her. And she circumvented everything. So he's just like, let me just shut shit down. I'm trying to let you know, I don't want you. Because Pretty's on Mark Zuckerberg. So I heard in the streets. That's what I've heard anyway. Um, Boy, but yeah, I think as you said, Auntie Nana, the Cambridge Analytica documentary that was on Netflix that broke this all down. Yes, this I don't know this woman is strategic, isn't it? It's like when these people come forward, like the whistleblowers and what's it, Snowden guy and all that type of stuff, they're oddly protected, but not. So it is always like, what do you not want us to know? Are these people puppets for the game? Um, she should be, if she really is innocent, like she really is like, I'm going to, she's brave. She photocopied things and released them as going on primetime TV to talk about her thing. She's brave if she really is out there on her own. Um, but if she's not and she's just doing it, I mean, and yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a lot. That's, she's got to be careful. But then we say that and I don't know, things never happen necessarily happen to them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've forgotten the question, I think, probably. But Auntie Shade, take it away. So, um, yeah, I think, um, what do I think? I, I, do, I do believe her from what she, she has seen. Um, but I think it's, it can be complex. Like, these things have complex solutions, right? Do you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I don't know whether... I, I hear what she's saying, 100% in terms of what the solutions can be but I think it just needs to be a wider conversation with people that with other experts right she can't just be the only expert um that's that's kind of how I see it but it's, it's just very interesting I think this is going to happen more and more as we as as um social media grows also there's no regulate there's no real regulation there's no um she talked about algorithm regulation and I thought that was very interesting like um, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm kind of interested in that and seeing what happens with that and also like just keeping the human element right do you know what I mean like if, let's not push humans out in that 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 um movement or that journey forward um so my wild robots <laughs> though Say again. Weren't you for the robots? Well, well <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure everyone's happy. <laughs> but that's my 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 theme, my wild explanation is is a, the aliens. The aliens downloaded their program um, through Facebook servers, and basically. They're gonna. They're, this is part of their plan to kind of take over, and I think that this lady is um, from the future, and she's been sent back to uh, guide us uh, down the right path and, and make sure that we, uh, like, yeah, keep humans involved in the conversation. I definitely agree with that as well. All the theories. Exactly. Could, yeah. It's exactly that. Definitely, aliens are definitely involved for sure. But Mark's an alien, isn't he? Allegedly, he is. He looks like one. To be fair. <laughs> Him and Elon allegedly look like aliens. <laughs> Elon, Elon definitely. <laughs> allegedly looks like an alien. Let's get the comments, please. Okay. Um, hello to everybody that is watching us. And we have Jess Schumann says, the best four black women on social media, the four, is that Malfeteers? Yeah, Malfeteers. Okay. Uh, and Nicola says, Twitter went down all two. Um, well, we gotta move on, but I was, um, I was also gonna say, just sorry, you know, when you said about people's who said that um, we 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 don't we we organizations organizations say that we like the, the bad stuff and 
this is why they keep pumping it through. But they never, ever try and pump us through with good stuff. So, you know, there's supply and demand. Humans always react to what's available. But there's always this thing where this is what you like. This is what we like. It's like that argument, the very basic argument when people say, well, we, we're doing gangster music because that's what the audience responds to. But if there was no other, th if there was an, absolutely an alternative, people will respond to it. It's what we're putting out there. That's what, so it's interesting. Well, yeah, I think the thing is, what she described is that there's actually like groups in other countries that target particular um, groups of people like environmentalists, like um, African-Americans in talking in America and stuff with false negative information that's what they do so it's not necessarily like do you know what i mean like of their own accord or it doesn't mean there's not good news out there it's just that it's been um um, um you know falsely pushed isn't it do you know what yeah. i mean so that's what it is because you're going to react to it start typing start talking start arguing sharing it's it's all of that yeah all right auntie ak what have you heard well i've heard next from auntie farah <laughs> <laughs> um, I've heard, actually it's not even very bloody funny. So basically in light of the recent, um, is it sentencing or the announcement that, um, that horrible man that murdered Sarah Everard has been sentenced or and given life, a full life sentence. I don't want to say his name, is it Cousins, whatever his fucking name is. But in light of the recent news about her murder, Sabina Nessa, the school teacher was recently murdered. And in America, there's a young lady called Mia, Maya or Mia Marcano was also murdered in a, in a way that took her media attention. It's again, we're looking at the language around how we speak about these situations when it is men who are killing women. And again, it's always like what women need to do. The Met police had the very, very darndest cheek to tell women that if you feel uncomfortable in the presence of someone you don't believe is a police officer, what you should do is possibly flag down a bus. Or what you could do is run from the policeman or you can actually ask a policeman, are you really a policeman? And ask him loads of questions whilst making sure that you're not resisting arrest because police definitely understand when you're asking questions and they definitely know that when you're asking questions, you're not trying to resist arrest. We have absolute documentation of the fact that police are so free and easy and willing for us to ask multiple questions when they think they have the right to arrest you. So those are the things that the Met Dam Police have said that um, we should do as women if we're faced in a situation. That was when Christina Dick, wasn't it? The woman you know, the woman said that. And then there, I stumbled, when I was going down the rabbit hole, I found a study on murderer making mothers. Now I'm not saying that this study is false or unnecessary, but it just was the lack, it's again, blaming women because now it's about murderer making mothers. What mothers do to create murders because it's our fault basically. And then the other thing was a, the North Yorkshire Police Commissioner, Philip Allett, in response to the Sarah Everard case said that women needed to be more streetwise when we're out and about, we've got to be more careful and more streetwise. And there is less and less language about what, as we always talk about, what men and boys should do and what they shouldn't do. It's always leveraged onto the woman. So it's just exploring those convers this conversation and also trending the other day while Sarah, Sarah Everard's um, situation was trending, not all men. So men were like, well, it's not all of us. However, was that the time? So yeah, it's just a bit of discussion about that. How you guys feel? Have you did you hear about those three things that I mentioned? And um, yeah, what's your thoughts, Auntie Nana? Um, I didn't. Uh, there was one of the things that you brought up that I hadn't actually um, thought about. Escapes me now. 
But in regards to the conversation around like women being safe and everything else, it's the easy, it's the easy kind of talking point for people to go to because they have all of the ways that a victim can avoid being a victim other than the perpetrators. Why is there not the conversation on how you actually stop this culture? Or it goes into the conversation of it's a part of the culture and that's it and it ends there. There's no like actually how do we remedy this what should we be doing to have these open conversations with men and what should men be doing when you suspect one of your friends family members is dodgy like actually there's loads of guys that are always like it's not me but it has to be somebody they have to be somebody's brethren there has to be some types of conversations that are going on that actually like make you feel like this is a bit this is a bit dodgy the fact that the dude was had the nickname like the the rapist because he was into violent porn and nobody flagged that up and you're a policeman and you'd been caught flashing, like still there's no thing that this man is a danger to society and he still had a job and a prominent job at that, like a job with diplomats. Like this is, it's, it's crazy. But also I think the advice that was given does not apply to black people. And I don't think any black person in their right mind would ever think I... I am fearing for my safety, I'm going to run. The best thing you can try and do is probably call the police so that it's all recorded on their services as well, or try and flag somebody down. But to run, that that's, makes no sense for us whatsoever. Even answering that. Or asking loads of questions. Like this is like really, but also on the other side is, We've been saying that you can't trust the police. I don't even understand why now it's like people are all like, what do we do? We can't trust the police. What have black people been doing? We've never been able to trust the police. Like, so yeah, I don't know. Those are those are my rambling thoughts on it. It's just now people are scared. Like now people are having the conversations that we've been having. Hopefully there are more people talking to their kids like how we've had to talk to their kids. And maybe now that this white woman has been murdered by a policeman, some small changes are going to take place. Auntie Shadow. Uh, yeah, no, all of that. I think it's, it, I mean, it's obviously ridiculous what they're suggesting. It's just so, it's so dumb. Like, I just couldn't even believe what I'm hearing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, people must be so out of touch. It's just like, oh, do you, do you not drive? Do you just take a helicopter somewhere? Or like, do you know what I mean? Like, you, like you're, you must be in a totally different world to say something that stupid, uh, to be honest. I just thought it just really highlighted that the freedom that everybody else has. Do you know what I mean? That 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 could be your option to actually talk back, to um, to run, <laughs> do you know what I mean? To communicate in any sort of way other than complying. Is that that is that that shows a freedom that we just simply don't have. And it's like a a, a shared understanding for non-white communities that we just don't have that at all. Um and like, yeah, I just, I don't think much is going to be done. I think there's, there, there is this, uh, you know, we've talked about it before, this growing sentiment of like animosity against women. And it just like puts us in this fearful kind of state as well. And it's just like, no, like more definitely needs to be done. More vetting needs to be done um, in choosing police officers. This guy even, you know, I think he has, um, he's able to carry a weapon and all that kind of stuff. Like, 
oh god it's just it's just awful and one of his colleagues as well has just um been charged as well hasn't he um with rape too so mate they just need a complete overhaul but i can't lie i'm not hopeful i'm really not i i they police themselves at the end of the day they don't they, they don't hold themselves responsible at all i think that um I can't remember the percentage, but the there's a very high percentage of um, women who are married to police officers who report abuse and nothing is done. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 really yeah, it's, it's just very disheartening, basically. Antifara, you all said everything that I was thinking there. Um, there's an organization called Sister Space and they are um, petitioning for Valerie's Law. And Valerie's Law is about just um, trying to get people to understand that if you're a black woman and you're going through domestic violence, you might not represent in the same way that a white person would. And the signs might nece not necessarily be there in the same sort of way. So suggesting that if you're a black woman <laughs> and there's a police officer coming to you, and you don't know if they're a police officer that you can run <laughs> and nothing happened to you is ridiculous. And this is why these sort of things have to be put into place because when the police officer catches me and pins me down now and says, why did I run? What's going to happen? Well, they must have been doing something because that's all, that's the answer that they always give. If there's any kind of form of even a slight smidge of resistance, well, you must have been guilty of something. Yeah. I'm guilty of thinking that this brother's going to rape me or kill me. That's what I'm guilty of. So <laughs> Boris Johnson also today in his speech, he said that he doesn't want to make misogyny a hate crime because there are enough laws protecting women. And he doesn't want to add this one because it will overload the police. This is what, what our prime minister said Not today. And he backed the bus, the bus, he backed Christina Dick's um, um, proposal about how we keep ourselves safe. He backed it as well. No, he's, he's, a, he's a buffoon. Well, yeah, he, he's and, a and putting it nicely. Yeah. But he's <laughs> today. Like, if you're in a situation where you're scared for your life, who's to say there's a fucking bus there? Like, these are people that... Anyone. Anyone. that too. Like, what a bus! Do you get Boris? You know what bus is like. And also, wait, wait, wait. They said, hail a bus. Because a bus is going to stop at not a bus stop, isn't it? Right. Because a <laughs> bus stop is a fucking taxi. Pardon my French show early in the afternoon. But is it a taxi? It's not a taxi. You're not hailing for a, a black cab who probably wouldn't stop for you anyway because you are black. Well, let, let's talk about yeah. that. It's just so ridiculous. And it, like everyone said, it goes back to the thing of women should be more street smart. Well, i got to be more street smart so that I don't get raped or murdered. It's down to me, not you, right? As the as the man, as the predator. It's one's oh, in my bad that I wasn't more street smart. That I am the victim. My bad. I must have done something wrong. That just reeks of what was she wearing? That's what that week yeah. reeks of. It's the same scenario, and you know, it's just again this this war against women. Fucking hell, man. We're Gilead. That's what we're we're, we're there, man. It's the shit's happening. Yeah, it's that. I mean, you said it all. Um, yeah, uh, it was just shocking. It's it's it's, it's laughable, but in that kind of sardonic, like, are we is this where we're living? This is how we are. Is this how the world is today? And Boris Johnson's saying that today. But anyway, the fact that he backed those buzzwords and um, sentences that we're supposed to do, and it's one of those things. It's always like, so I'm gonna have my checklist. Okay, I'm gonna hail a bus. 
Yep, I'm going to knock on someone's door. You don't have that time in the moment. You just don't have time to do all of that. And it's just not going to work for us as black people. It's different levels. So <laughs> I was just I was just shocked, flabbergasted and disgusted at the situation we're in. And heart goes out to all the families of the women who were murdered. And I think the case in America, there was a guy that they suspected, the guy that they who did it, they suspected him of doing it. The family suspected, and um, the police didn't listen to them and let him go about his business. And he ended up killing himself. It's just like, what is this thing? This bro code that. Anyway. There's another thing as well. Actually, I just want to say very, very quickly. Um, there's a soca artist. I, I can't remember if he's a DJ, but his daughter worked in a. She worked in a house like she was a. She. Um, I'm going to get this all twisted, but basically, she worked in a residence that say like she was a caretaker or something in a residence, and she had like continuously rejected some man this man's advances that, that. This, this is this the story you're talking about no i'm just saying but this is what happened she to the continually rejected this it's in america she continuously rejected rejected this man's advances yeah he kidnapped her and 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 tortured her and what well, sorry he kidnapped her and he killed her but he killed himself first they spent the next seven days looking for this poor 19 yeah. year old girl and she did everything that she's supposed to yes so you just can't say no now yeah. And, it's, and we're supposed to be all right with that. And That's then you that, like, yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's that part of about what thing. us as women need to do and start talking to men about what they shouldn't be doing. It's like they need to hold each other accountable, right? Do you know what I mean? And it's just like they're, they're, they're just not doing that and they haven't been doing that and they've been allowed to get away with it like over and over again. And it, And this kind of just... Like, what message does it send when your prime minister is saying, like, it's just, it's just actually insane. It's, it, I, I can't believe that we're supposed to be the example of, like, the free Western world and supposed to be up on this, you know, kind of pedestal. And this is the nonsense that we have to deal with. It's ridiculous. That's why I was also very offensive that not all men was trending. It's not the time, bro. Shut up. But that's just like all lives matter. That's yeah, what yeah, it's yeah. exactly. their example of all lives matter. Yeah, that's not the time. Hold yourselves accountable. That's the most important part. Okay, Auntie Running Order, Auntie Farah, what have you heard? <laughs> Mine's about Boris again, very, very quickly. It's so quick, we don't even need to go into it too tough. But basically, Boris Johnson, in his speech again today, he announced that only 127 foreign HGV drivers have applied to come to the UK so, so far. <laughs> and my thing to you is this. Is anyone surprised when the UK has a history of using foreigners to fix their issues after war, disaster, pandemics, and then disposing of them once they're done? Is anyone actually surprised that these foreigners who've had to find work elsewhere are now like, no, man, bun you? Is anyone surprised? Auntie Shadow. <laughs> no, I'm not. Although I was caught by surprise by being called first, I am not surprised. <laughs> that this, this is happening at all. Why do you want to come here? <laughs> like, seriously. Honestly, you wouldn't want to live here, like, and earn a wage here. No, everything's too expensive anyway. People fucking hate you. Do you know what I mean? Just for breathing. You know, you get blamed for everything. It's just like, no. Like, it's not, you're not making it appealable. Like, they've basically just turned everybody off. And we're not even in Europe anymore. What What the fuck is the benefit, really and truly? Like, no. Yeah. You, you, there's no need Auntie Nana. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly the question. It's like, what's the benefit? You're not offering them a crazy amount of money 
to come and work. And and it's actually like really treacherous work as well. It's long hours. And if you've settled elsewhere and you're doing well in wherever other country you've moved back to, why are you going to come back here again? You know what it entails. And why would anybody come here for the winter? That's utterly ridiculous. Unless you're going to be paying me like flipping 20 grand a month. You'd be like, nah, it's all right. What's the incentive? And it's also undermining the fact that you, they're really overlooking the fact that the people that are here as illegal immigrants, in quotes, they're coming and escaping from the situation at home. So this is their last resort. You know, if everything back at home is OK, so you're asking people to legally apply. Those HGV drivers who have got a good job and good money at home in their home countries, why are they coming? You're overlooking the fact that the illegal immigrants were doing this work and they had to do this like hand over mouth job to survive and stay undercover so they took anything they could so you're actually being very fucking rude right now you're actually insulting the european drivers and offering a minimum bare like immigrant wages that's what you're doing desperation wages that's what you're offering them shut up boris shut up not surprised at all well who's applying for this job in this whole dead country can't even get water on the shelves still can't get water you know <laughs> whole bottled water you can't get it can't even get petrol. I said it last week and I'll say it again. Welcome to Brexit, y'all. Honestly. What you wanted. But yeah, man, I'm not surprised. If I was them, I'd be like, bun you lot. What now you lot are in the dirt? You want us to come and help you again. We've seen what you do to people that help you. We've seen, we've taken note of what it is that you lot do to people that help you. So no, I'm good where I am. And you know what? I've got petrol in my tank and I've got water on the shelves. Good and luck. sunshine. I'm yeah. Just, <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's the, um, the other side of it is that what this hopefully will do will make the government and the people in charge respect their own people because they don't respect their own. This is the problem because it's like you, there's no inspiration like to inspire. Boris just can't even inspire the workforce here. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. people, probably people that can do these jobs, but because it's so shitty, it's not beneficial to do it and it's all in work. So like, I just think like, you know, like, I, I, it's just really frustrating that the, the the excuse is always to go outside when you're not actually dealing with things at home properly. And yeah. not to sound like, you know, that other side of the fence or anything like that. But I think it, it's very telling of a country that really does that all the time. Because, yeah. because the problem is, okay, so when Boris, when they called for these people to apply, they, um, they thought that they would get like 5,000. So they were like, we're going to have 5,000 people do this by the end of the month. That's what they said. 5,000 people. They've got 127. Okay. Now it's exactly what you said, Auntie Shade. They don't put in here, but that's because they don't make things look attractive. And as Auntie AK said last week, when you've got foreigners coming who need, who their need is a lot more and they're being taken advantage of, they don't want to be taken advantage of no more. And I don't blame them because as I said, we see what you lot do to the people who are on your own turf. You're not helping them. Where like where's the incentive to go and educate, not educate, to go, to go and train up these people so that we have a, a low of drivers? Why has it got to the point now where the petrol stations? It's not that there's no petrol. There's just no people to drive the lorries for the petrol station. Why has it got to the yeah. point where you're calling in the army? Who's supposed to be there to defend us to fill the tanks? But it's better they do that because what are they defend the army needed to be doing it a while ago. <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even saying that that's not the case. But it's just mm -hmm. look at look at what they're doing. 
I think that the European countries got together and just thought, let's just, let's just, no, no one apply. <laughs> no one yeah. will yeah, 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 stop yeah. them. <laughs> what's the um what's the job description do we have you seen it what's the job description what's the wage per hour no i haven't seen, seen it. it i haven't seen that it's no. just they're calling for like lorry drivers aren't they because they're, they're saying that's what the issue is but boris being typically boris was like it's not just here it's all over the world where people there's a shortage all over the world it's not oh, just God. in the uk yes. Western countries are fucked. Yes, let's talk about that. You lot who preach that you're the best, come to well, come with your the right look on the right, you know, credentials. Come to our countries. You lot are selling the myth. It's and all the the, the what is it? The curtains falling. Emperor's new clothes. We can all see behind you. See your drawers. You lot are liars. <laughs> they don't want to pay. Right. They just don't want to pay. How? How can you not want to pay? Like the thing is, up the wage quickly. Yeah. Up the, up the wage, you'll get how many people applying? Them and nurses for sure. And like, nurses. Yeah. <laughs> you should be able to do. The thing is, right. This is why, like, I, I've, I've always kind of at least try to support um, the tube workers when they go on strike. Strike because mm. that is one of the last jobs that you can do that is like more kind of let's say a bit more manual that you can actually have a living wage on. Do you know what I mean? And that you can support your family on. But like, it's just most of the jobs you can't do that anymore. Like most like day to day yeah. jobs you can't do that, and it's and it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. And the problem is there's such a gap between most people. And the next level. Yeah. People at the next level, like Boris is looking at it like, but what's the problem? So it's just like when they were cutting the um the universal credit, it's just 20 pounds. But what, what that, that my coffee costs 20 pounds. It's, it's yeah. just coffee, darling. You know, but, you, know, you know when we say that they don't get it, but it's like you can't not how dare you run a country and not understand what the lowest common denominator is what the baseline survival thing they know it's like how and then it goes back to me always asking why do you want your country in disarray why do you want your people to be fucked what does it benefit you're the upper one percent or whatever three percent but what does it help you how does it help you that your people are fucked and your country does not run your country is broke literally a chugger chugger that's just going can't move it's like dead why do you want a country like that I don't understand. I would want my country to be the most bashiest country in town. Everything's run. Everyone's happy. Everyone's healthy. I don't want my country to be like people to be looking at me and la everyone's laughing at the UK right now. Why is it? There's a conspiracy there, but what the fuck is it? Auntie the Nana. UK. Sorry, I was just going to say it's got little man syndrome. Yeah, definitely got little man syndrome. But it's also one of the most powerful. It's little Napoleon's complex or whatever that, it's called. Why? Little man syndrome. That's what it is. <laughs> Okay, let's get the comments. <laughs> okay. Um, so Nicola says, I would have loved to be in a room with P. Patel talking about bringing the immigrants back. This is insanity of the highest level and we call it normality. Imagine pretty like... She's quiet though. Who's heard from her? Like where, there needs to be signs. Where is pretty? Where is she? <laughs> she's quiet right now. I can't hear shit from her. Normally she's on the news chatting. They're all, all kind of quiet at the moment, actually. They're all being very quiet, which um, I don't know. I was pondering over your question about why are they doing it? And I think it's because although it's, it's a bit shit, I don't think it's shit enough yet because people are still going about 
their business. I think they know we can do the bare, we can just do enough to keep everybody okay. And we're not gonna do much more. And they know why they're doing it in the long run. Like they know it's gonna get a little bit worse, a little bit worse, and they're just doing it incrementally. And we can all kind of chug along and survive. We're not going to be destitute, but they're just, if they give us a little bit too much, then I think we could be destitute. I think they're playing the why, long game. Why do you want your people to be struggling? They took a gamble and lost. The gamble was, if we leave, we're going to be able to renegotiate and we're going to get good deals with America and China. And America went, why are we dealing with this little island again? Uh, no. The, the, rest, the rest of the world was just like, it is, it is, it is literally little man syndrome. Like, yeah, Britain talk a big talk, but really... Nobody likes us, really. And this is the way to kind of do a big, like, up middle finger. Our plan is to leave. We all need to leave. We, we don't. I, we, do we really need to stay here and put up with this, really? Like, actually, Get we have options. We should be, like, feeling sorry for the indigenous English people. Who are really like, you know, like, there are no indigenous English people. Everyone got, I think everyone's got to take a blood test now. Let's see where you're from. You're going to get all they got is here. All they got is yeah, silence. This is it. And this is what I'm saying. This is what gives not, it just puts things into perspective. Like they're doing it to their own people. This is what they do to their own people. It's out of what, like, it's wild. Absolutely wild. Okay, the next comment. Uh, Victoria says, for the UK, it is karma. I know I'm British, but this country has messed up a lot of places, so it is kind of their turn. Oops, can minorities be exempt, though, <laughs> as this is a this is double-double. Jokes aside, the political class does not realise that the greatness of Britain lay in its empire. That part. Yeah. They're so arrogant, I forgot. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, let's think about it today. Like they've got an empire. They don't understand their empire's in a state. <laughs> yeah, everybody loses their 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 shit in it. Like Rome fell, like you know, yeah. Britain will then just become the little island that it is. And for us, we just need to jump ship and go elsewhere. Yeah. Trust. Auntie Nana, what have you heard? Okay, so staying with the empire, um, there was talk about the Queen funding um Andrews Prince Andrews defense in his lawsuit and I was thinking about that and I was like all right it'd be one thing if it was kind of like business negligence or something that he was being sued over but this is sexual assault of a minor in various countries and then I was like how is she not getting not like she'd get the same stick as Nicki Minaj but how are people not questioning that the queen would be paying for Prince Andrew's defence in such a heinous crime that he's been accused of. And just like, or will this be the ruin of the royal family? If all of the sordid DLs come out, do you think this could be the thing that actually gets some politician being like, actually, we don't need the royal family anymore. And then we go down that road of like, um, I can't think what it's called, but let's say dethroning them and moving to a republic. Auntie Farah. No, <laughs> this is my answer to that question. Um, you see, we were just talking about Britain and little man syndrome and all that stuff. That's all wrapped up in royalty as well, in the monarchy. That's all, it's all part and parcel of it. Um, I'm not surprised that the Queen is doing this, but I'm also not surprised that no one's talking about it because 
if you watch the Harry and Meghan Oprah interview, you know that the monarchy and the media go hand in hand with each other. They they are symbiotic. Is that the right word that I'm using? But yes. Yeah. So um, I'm not surprised. The Queen is going to back her son. They're try whoever it is that's pulling the strings. You know, the, the that runs the house really and truly. They're trying to make a you know Andrew seem not as bad as he was before. Wasn't it last week we were talking about the fact that she's going to give him an honor, like he's being honored in her honors list for some made up thing because she's going to it's her jubilee, so she's honoring him with a, a new award. And then the next week she's funding his case. I'm not even surprised mm -hmm. about it because really and truly he, Andrew's got enough money to fund himself. So why is she doing it? He's got enough money to fund himself. That in itself, the, that, the fact that it's coming from her does mean something. And there are a lot of people who will not go against anything that the Queen says because they are, they're real royalists. And, you know, it's treason as well. They'll be like, oh, you're not supposed to, the Queen and country, you're not supposed to talk wrong of your Queen. You defend her no matter what. So they've killed people before, allegedly. And got away with it, <laughs> allegedly. And she wouldn't be the first monarchy um, the, the first monarch who has a son, allegedly, who, you know, because we've all heard the stories about Jack the Ripper and it really being a member of the royal family. That's what they said at the time. Yeah. It's not the first, it's not the last. Auntie Shadow. That is true. Um, do I think that this will be the end of them? No, I don't think so. Well, actually, I'm hopeful. So I feel like the, the this generation and the generations to come, they're, they're less connected um, with the royal family, they're going to be the decision makers, um, you know, in the next couple of decades and stuff. So, you know, I think they, they, they would need to do a much harder job to keep them. I think had they stuck with Meghan and Harry and not, you know, succumb to their racism, they would have had a better chance at staying. But I don't think that, although... I can't lie, Kate did look amazing at the Bond premiere. She looked amazing. But um, it's not enough. People don't really like Kate. They pretend that they do, but they don't. Everyone knows that she's a bitch. So, yeah, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I think, yeah, I think they're going to die out probably within our lifetime, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? I think there, there's not enough people keeping keeping the spirit alive. It's only those people that the lawmakers that... um. Are keeping them there but in terms of um should she be treated like Nicki Minaj absolutely like it's ridiculous and also that's our money it's not the queen's money I don't even care if she got it for a next second ink or whatever income you only have that income you have the luxury of it because we pay you that's our money yeah. and it's disgusting it's worse than Nicki Minaj it's absolutely worse because that is we're funding we're for our country is funding the defense of fucking Andrew, that's that's what's happening, and it's just it's disgusting. So yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, so hopefully, people wake up and realize that. Yeah, I don't think it's the end of them. I think when it's the end of them is when the firm decides it's the end of them. I think it depends on which representative is on the throne. Um, there's more and more talk about Charles when he's king. So whatever's going to happen to the Queen is going to happen maybe within the next five years. She's 95 now. Um, it just depends and no one cares about Charles his his brand is weak so everyone's just either anticipating what's the next one his son um what's, what's the son? William William um yeah and, they, and as it was said you, you missed out with Harry and Meghan so and everyone is pretending to like Kate for sure um and so they're saying that the Queen's money is from the Dutchy estate 
I used to love but a Duchy. The Duchy estate is from theft. Right. So anyway, so right. all that comes from the Duchy of Lancaster estate, which generates more than 23 million in income. Um, he didn't subsidize everything. Sorry to cut you. Yeah, no. Subsidize everything. She wouldn't have that money. She'll be living off that. You wouldn't there be as go. rich. So, right. yeah. Um, yeah, because when they stopped, sorry to interrupt you again, because when they stopped funding Harry, man had to go and get a job on Netflix. Negotiate yeah. <laughs> his deals. And then apparently, Andy's also expanded his American legal team, hiring a Princeton graduate, Melissa Lerner, who will work alongside lead counsel Andrew, Andrew Brettler. Andrew Brettler is charging around two thousand seven hundred and fifty pounds an hour and it says andrew's personal finances are unclear but exports, experts have pointed out that he has no regular source of income and let's um, not forget that prince philip's will is going to be undisclosed, undisclosed. until everyone's dead and, so also, even know. and also um apparently andrew leases his home Royal Lodge on the Queen's Windsor Estate, so he lives on his mum's backyard basically, and is expected <laughs> to sell a Swiss ski chalet to repay a debt to his previous owner, who claims him and his wife, ex-wife Sarah Ferguson, owe her 9.2 million. So uh, Andrew's definitely the messy, messy son of the family, and mum's bailing him out. She's doing that long-suffering eyes, oh, miss son business, but you mm -hmm. need to let him learn his lesson on his own. But I actually understand. Do you want no defence of the Queen? But I mean, what else would she do? I don't, there's no way, because if you then excommunicate him or disconnect him from the family, you're then admitting that you believe in what he's doing. She has to. So even if behind the scenes, she's like, you fucking idiot, look what you're doing. She has to face front and put on a brave face and be like, okay, yeah, I'm defending my son to the end. Because the minute she says, no, we're not funding you, she's kind of conceding that we believe that he's guilty of these things. And right now, they're, they're Sorry, leveling up. just to question you on that though, but is, is that the norm? Would, uh, if, if, have other monarchs been also funded by the Queen, no or they, have they funded it themselves? Like, no idea. But this is but there's that, that assumption that that's her duty. It's not her duty. No, no, not for me. But I just it's no, not no. I'm just saying, like, yeah. not for me personally. But that there is that some that that's what they put out there. That is her duty to support her son. They can fucking swear. He's how old? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're like all years. I don't think it's branding because it, like the minute it's too it's too technical. The minute she says no, or anything comes out that she doesn't support him, then it's like you're admitting that he's done it. And they, they're they right now, they're not even talking. They're She's backing him. She's allowed him to come out. You know when they don't want you to come out, they ban you like mm -hmm. everyone says. Harry was cut off. But yeah, Andrew, who's been accused of paedophilia, is allowed to come to family functions. She's honouring him. She's taking the piss. I don't think she's in control anymore. There you go, there's that. Yeah. She isn't. That's why I said the people that are dangling the strings. It's not, she mm. isn't. She isn't fully in control. Yeah. It's bigger than her. It's bigger than them. Um, let's get the comments. Comments. Okay. Um, so Nee says, "This is England. You can't have an England without the royal family. Therefore, these things will never be challenged." And Jeff Schumann says, "Has the Queen or Andrew got a HGV license?" <laughs> Andrew, Andrew needs to get one. He needs to earn some yeah. wage. Listen, earn your wages and drive some lorries. Yes. That's facts. Oh my god! We don't want Andrew on no long haul with no lorry driving. <laughs> Can you imagine no. the stuff he would get up to? Up That's and down. what I'm saying. He needs to be watched at all times. We don't need him on his app, on his own out in them streets. To be fair, um, and apparently he hasn't responded to the lawsuit. He's gone until October 29th to respond to the lawsuit. Um. Sorry, do we have like one minute? But like, say he's convicted, right? 
Like, what yeah. actually happened? Would he be like Amanda Knox that he's just free in his country? He just can't go there. Who knows? They'd have to try and extradite. No, it's civil. It's civil. So he's being sued. Oh, yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, it's just money. Yeah. 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 Not just money, but yeah. Okay. So, cool. but if she did, if she won, then you know there's probably going to be other women that may come forward. Yeah. Like he may yeah. actually get his like Harvey Weinstein moment. So. Let's see, because you know it ain't just this one girl. You know there's mm. others. No, it's it's loads of. I mean, he was with Jeffrey Epstein. It's definitely not just one. Yeah, girl. that's just the one on camera. They yeah. were tag teaming, allegedly. Well, yeah, they were tag teaming, mm. and that picture is probably just blackmail, right? Do you know what I mean? To keep mm. the prince in, in their pocket. And oh so yeah, yeah. I think I think Jeffrey definitely had a cool plan, and there's probably loads of pictures out there. Yeah. Why is nobody talking about Ghislaine? Like, is she not going to start spilling the beans? She's still in prison, isn't she? Yeah, her court case is not there yet, is it? Is this you know? She can like chat to her lawyer. Mm. She'll 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 do a bill a Bill Crosby. Watch. If they don't if they don't get rid of her, yeah, what will happen? She'll do a Bill Crosby, all because she's a woman. They'll throw the book at her and make her, you know. Mm. Yeah, I think she knows too much. I think she's a spy. But that's just <laughs> um something something I just found. She just says that she's asked for her case to be tossed out like Bill Cosby. She's on she's on the ball. Mm. On it. <laughs> I'll do Bill Cosby. That's what she's gonna try to do. Anyway, mm. let's move on. Okay. okay, so now it's time for <clears throat> I don't think we've got time for this. Auntie's no best. Auntie's no best. I miss the old triangle. Thank you. Thank you very much. Lovely. Well done. What do we know best? One week. Could you just for me and Auntie Sade not? Okay. We've had one week where we didn't do it. No. A cappella. No. We just have nothing. Can we just have like. Auntie's no best, and we just start talking like yeah. just, just for me and Auntie Shadow. Just like yeah. one week. actually, oh, why don't we'll do one we week on, one it. week off? Yeah, we should take turns and introduce it. We should do it, Auntie Clara. I'm with you. I'm gonna gonna this okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Shadow, introduce it. Okay, so my story is about um, or my what's it called dilemma. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the problem that you're going to ask us aunties to resolve. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Sorry, I'm practicing. Um, so, someone's written in and said they've been in therapy for a couple of weeks and they realise that they fancy their therapist. What should they do? Auntie Nana. Um, from watching, um, I think it's called in session or in therapy in treatment treatment. (laughs) i'm watching in treatment it seems to be quite common that this takes place because people seem to keep on falling in love with the therapist so (laughs) it's probably a part of the process because you're sharing intimate details and they're being caring and it may be the first time you've experienced that kind of level of security and safety with somebody. So I don't think you should read too much into it, but you should discuss it with the therapist because they would have the the remedy. <laughs> that sounds like a song, but they would be able to help. Auntie Farah. Yeah, I think it's part and parcel of um, therapy. Every show I've ever seen 
that people fall in love with their therapist. Every single show where they have therapy, they either end up sleeping with the therapist or they fall in love with the therapist or the, sometimes they kill the therapist. Like, <laughs> like every single one. So, and it never works out. You never see them marry their therapist and they live happily ever after and have babies. So oh, my yeah. thing to you is, nah, get a new therapist. Make it someone you find unattractive. I'd that. like to know if, you, if they've had the... Like, what do you do in that situation? Because it's always like, it's all that, like, it's all and everything, isn't it? So this has never happened before, but it has to have happened somewhere. Someone has met their, gone into therapy. Oh my God, my therapist is amazing. And then it successfully worked. That therapist has been struck off because you don't do that. But my point is- you can't have a relationship. You can't have a relationship. I understand that. But my point is, if it's real, I think you have to explore, because you have to also explore how damaged you are. You see, you see. (laughs) <laughs> you have to explore who you are, what the situation is. But what if, what if it's not being damaged? What if they're just hot? But that's what I'm saying. So you have to explore yourself and like, am I really seeing this through a very sensible lens? Because it could happen. I don't see it. There's different situations that you meet someone. You just genuinely don't know. I think there's lots of exploration. There has to be lots of common thought that goes into this. But it's not absolutely you, wild. You and the therapist together. Because no, I think... My point. Yes, I know. Because I haven't that... finished my point. Okay. I'm saying that, but it has to be an explanation of yourself and the therapist, because I think it's also, are they going to say to the therapist, you know what, I've been coming to these sessions, I'm feeling certain feelings. So that has to be explored. And if the therapist in the romance film that I'm writing says, it's true, I've been looking at you and feeling the same way. What I will do is leave my job and we can explore this. There has to be a conversation <laughs> about it. I don't think it's totally wild, but it, you have to be very, very very, very, very careful about stepping into this and not fantasizing about something that might not be there. As um, as, as has been said, you could be reading into this familiarity and this comfort that you're feeling in this space and seeing more than you should. But they could also just be fucking hot. Um, and you might just have to leave it at that. The man's hot and you've got to go, or the girl, I don't know who, what the therapist is. Auntie Shade. <laughs> Yeah, so when I first came across this, I thought I thought immediately how to get away with murder. And she actually did marry her therapist. He ended up dying. She didn't kill him, but sorry, spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, so she did. But she wrecked someone's home as well, though. So it's not great. The carnage that was left off as a result is not a positive thing. But is it a result of them being a therapist? It is not positive result and if he was a proper therapist it would not have happened and the therapist would not have slept with his other person so no but that is fiction that is fiction as is in treatment it is also fiction although they call it what happens in you that have you seen what happens in you it's also fiction but my point is everything i've ever seen is not positive but i think they're just Sorry. Anyway, but I think they call it transference. That's that's the term that they yeah. they use and stuff. Um, I I'm conflicted because I feel like on one hand they could just be both adults and like do you know what I mean and handle it. However, on the other hand, I think that you know it's a um, what do you call it? Being a therapist is a position of authority, power, that sort of thing, and it easily can be abused and that sort of thing. And also, but that's if the therapist is the aggressor in that scenario. But if it's the patient. Um, 
I'm not too sure. I just don't think maybe, yeah, I think you probably need to get a new therapist, to be honest. But my point is, can I just ask you, yeah. is there no way in this world that two people could meet in a situation that's odd? I think it's, I think it's very, it would be very, very rare. Very rare for you because you don't go to therapy because you're, you know, maybe I don't want to use this term because it's got such negative stereotypes. But like, you know, there's there's stuff that you're working it's out. Yeah. Is that the thing is, it, are you just being distracted by these emotions, and are you actually dealing yeah. with something? You I'm not saying that people don't meet under strange circumstances. What I'm saying is, this is not the circumstance to meet somebody under ever, if, ever. If, I would have, I would have serious issues if my therapist took me seriously in that scenario because that means that the issues that I've gone to work out haven't been developed because now the person who's supposed to be helping me get to a, a better place is now in my bed helping me get to a better place. <laughs> Getting to that happy place. But I yeah. just, I, I think that- Move on, times are ticking, people that need to leave. Okay. And it ain't me that needs to leave. Just saying. I find this very fascinating. I'm sure yeah, the, the, the advice was given though: talk to the therapist, get, find a new one. Yeah, simple things. And that's okay. it. <laughs> okay, it's time for for the culture, <laughs> and this is where we talk about what you're watching, what you're wearing, what's got you chatting, what's popping on the socials, what's going Dan. So we have a few things. No, we don't have a few things. We do have a few things, I suppose. Mm -hmm. We have Squid Games. We have Britney, Britney Spears. We have High Life, the final episode. And we have the Windrush Fruit mon <laughs> Monument, <laughs> which... <laughs> have you seen it? <laughs> with with our it. limited time, I say, let's talk about the Windrush. Oh, uh, well, man. We've still got half an hour. We've got half an hour, to be fair. Have okay. we? Yeah. 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 Okay. Remember you oh, said... I said... No, I, I, I think you didn't hear me. I said I did say I'm five. It's cool. Okay. Okay. Or quarter two, but anyway, Let's see the, the Windrush fruit. So we got breadfruit. We got I think it's pawpaw. Let's explain what it is first of all. <laughs> yeah, explain what it is. is. <laughs> so it's it's a monument um, <laughs> in honor of Windrush. Is it not? Is that what it's for? It's like yeah, yeah. sculptures, yeah. Sculptures. sculptures, sculptures. Yeah, that have been made to. Um, to immortalize i can't even think of the word what's the bloody word but yeah to, uh, in honor of windrush commemorate commemorate um all the all the things that the windrush generation have brought to the country um <laughs> blood clot um <laughs> so we have this uh this sculpture where is it again east london oh okay. sorry is it for some reason i presumed it was in south i don't yeah, know where I'm, it was no, I'm Definitely. Ends. But no, but can I tell you something? I knew it wasn't west. That's what I knew. With my soul and my being, I knew it's that it was west. I thought it was in south. I think it was in south or east. Well, yeah, it's it's so what is it? I, I looked and I um, they bread are fruit. Okay. Yeah, breadfruit. And I can't remember what the other one is. Oh, it's a, it's a uh, custard uh, apple breadfruit and a sour Yeah, yeah, sour sop. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> whilst I um appreciate the sentiment, I'm a little bit confused. Did the person who did the the um 
the committee for this was the was, was it the same people that did the uh, coin and yeah. painted the letter? The yeah, sculpture is a black woman. The sculpture is, is a black woman called Veronica Ryan. I know, but the committee that said yes to this, because what's that got to do? Other than I'm just I'm just confused. Is there a is there a note about what she was thinking and where she was going? Because I don't necessarily always understand art. Can, so... I, can I read what she says? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so in the in the article in the Guardian, she said I was invited to make work about Windrush because it's so complex. I grew up in the 1950s. My parents moved between London and Watford. I remember some of the complexities my parents had during the 1950s. I remembered my mum and some of her friends discovering Ridley Road Market, and my mum brought fabrics and Fred. I remembered some of the fruits and vegetables. She also goes on to say, I'm hoping that the community <laughs> I'm hoping that the community will recognize themselves through my choices, through breadfoots, breadfruit, soursop, a custard apple, that the community will say, Oh my goodness, oh I know those. Those are things we grew on trees back home, she said. Wow. I mean, at least um at least a black woman got paid for her art. That's a good but, point. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. that. Let's it's, not, it's still not okay that as a community, we are not okay with this. Mm. And I think it's fair for people to voice their not okayness with it. Yeah. But hopefully it's just one of many pieces that will be commissioned to actually celebrate a community because fruit isn't it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not okay with this. I'm, not, I'm really, I'm really. Uh, can I also really add, not okay with this? It also said the placement of the sculptures follows the removal and re renaming of public statues and street names that were dedicated to slave traders, colonialists, and racists across the UK. In Hackney, the council removed the road sign for Castle and Road Gardens, named after the slave trader John Cass, and renamed it Kit Crowley Gardens after a community stalwart who spent six decades supporting her, her neighbours. Now. This, this, this is all like the letterboxes, like the 50p, performative. Because you know what? What about the people on that Windrush list who are supposed to not be deported, who have been deported? All those people haven't had their conversation, their, right. rins, their rights reinstated, their stay the reinstated. The people that died. The people that have died in this moment. That yeah. These fruit, and this is no disrespect to Veronica, and even the fact that I, I don't know if she's trying to choose her words carefully. She's an OBE. I don't know what type of black woman she is. That's something we can explore as a, as a community. But she was using the words complexities. No, the Windrush community did not go through complexities. They went through hardcore racism and disgusting torture and bad treatment. And the generation that came from, and the reason behind the Windrush generation is slavery and colonialism. That's not a complexity. That's fucking human liberties. So we, uh, this is all performative in my opinion. And, and even the placement of them. The, the thing um, is, they look like the a penis and balls. Oh no, I think that I think Soursop looks very realistic. But no, I no, think no, like, fruit looks realistic. They look realistic, but I just mean the how they've been placed to me. Okay, I, I just think I just think like it's who asks for this? Like <laughs> exactly, like, who, who asks? <laughs> what is this doing for anybody? What is this doing for someone who's been affected by the crisis? Someone who's you know, do you know what I mean? Like just you know, packed up everything in the Caribbean and came here and and built a life here. What is it doing for their legacy? What, what like like? And that's the thing. It's just like I get we should support 
love of black people, of course. Do you know what I mean? But like, no one asked for this. This doesn't su support any kind of real cause. It's just a nice to have, but like, I I don't like it. I I I wouldn't. I would I just. I just don't think it's right to waste money in this way. Yeah, I mean, just, could, what they could have done is they could have done a culture of like the arrival of people. They could have done so and had like a plaque or or this mural. Or, or how about they, take that or, money? Yeah, hundred percent. Take that money that you used. Corporations. hundred percent. 100% do that. I've, I'm always going to go back to that, give give them back the money. Like, the, as Auntie AK said, but you know what? Who still not had their compensation. There are people who still don't have their stay. Right. Still can't legally get any kind of help here. What are you saying, Auntie Nana? What we actually really, really need as a community, which we don't have and they're few and far between, is a well funded community centre base where yes. people could actually get together, can seek advice can find out what's going on within the community like we need a proper hub the money that's gone on this culture it's like kids it doesn't even look like kids can play on it it's like what is it's the point of it because it doesn't seem functional and mm -hmm. as it stands there's a community that is so underfunded it would have made way more sense that you give us something that is actually functional and that would be a community center like and that is, these are simple things I just think like, why is it there? Like, you, surely when you're when you're highlighting like the great artists, you go to Leicester Square or Trafalgar Square, no, and go on that plinth and and create like a moment and stuff. That's what they do. What are they gonna do next to celebrate Nigerians? Are they gonna do yam and coconut and fucking tomatoes? <laughs> and, point, and the thing is, you know what? You're not teaching kids anymore. Taking Sorry, you're not take you're not teaching kids about fruit because lots of kids don't even know about fruit. And gentrification is getting rid of markets. So how can anyone say, "Oh, I remember those that used to grow on the trees back home"? And that's also damn fucking weird because you actually you've got a generation that don't know back home because you make it so hard at Christmas and Easter to go back home. So there's a lot of generation of kids, British-born black kids, who don't get to go home because it's too damn expensive. So they don't recognise it because you're not even teaching them. They're not getting to go back home, and these things look sharp, ugly, and kids will hurt themselves if they play on it. Okay, not ugly. But they look <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't want to change The thing is, they look realistic. It's just, mm -hmm. what is it for? They do, like, no one can say that she didn't do a good job in representing no, the fruit that Very she good job. Very good job. She did. They look exceptionally realistic. Yeah. But my point is, what's that doing for my dad and my uncle? Ain't doing fuck all. Yeah. All and fuck yeah. is what it's doing. It's not doing nothing for them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another complexity that we have to deal with in yeah, real time. Yeah, exactly. What's the complexity of freaking art that we don't fucking want? What? <laughs> what? It's not even in a space. About that complexity. But if it was in a space that was making money, that was going back into the community, we could actually understand this. It would exactly. be like, oh, this is funding something. She's been commissioned and people are going to pay to see the fruit. It's not even that. This is an absolute waste of money. But to Veronica, well done for you know your work. But it's fine because we're going to work on giving back Nigeria some of their stuff. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> all that. No, it's a loan. Remember, they're not giving yeah, nothing back. Do you see it? No, but you know, art belongs to all of us. Ugh, fuck off, mate. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, mean, I wish done. I wish more black people would say no to certain things. I think that's a conversation that we have to look at. Yeah. Say no. Say no, because it's not dissing you, Veronica, but also, why did you say yes to this? 
I think it's fair to ask these questions. Yeah. I think it's fair to ask these questions, definitely. We shouldn't be afraid to ask these type of questions to each other. Can we talk about um, Squid Games real quick? Not past Could certain be. episodes, though. Okay, cool. You're on mute, okay? Up to episode five. Okay. What do you think it's five that I'm on? Wait. Oh, my God. Just give it over. Oh, okay, no. everyone's watching Squid Games. We're all in the throes of watching Squid Games. Auntie Sade, what do you want to say about Squid Games? I just want to say that it's a really good show and I really enjoyed it, even though it's gory. Um, I, yeah, I really, really liked it. And I think it... Someone was going to send me an article. I haven't, um, they haven't sent it to me yet, but they said it's like a metaphor for capitalism. And I can, it I is, like, definitely. You know, oh, absolutely. It, it, it absolutely that. is, like, for structures of society. And have you seen, actually, in France, they have, like, a... A semi, you know, like yeah. one of those kind yeah. of like exhibition type things. So and people cool. were queuing around the block to go in. I was thinking, you know what? If they did this, if somehow you could do it legally, even if it wasn't like you were killing people, people would go into that Absolutely. scenario and yeah. fight against each other. Like you could do that now, and there'd probably be thousands of people that would be like, Yeah, yeah I, I, would do it. I always there's um there's a book. Yeah. Stephen Stephen King's got a book called The Long Walk. It's got a book. It's, I think it's in the Backman books. It's called. The, it's a short story called The Long Walk, mm -hmm. and it's um set like when you when this is like a legal. This is the thing that's across. It's like um being signed conscription when you're signed up. So when you turn sixteen or eighteen, you get to go on the long walk, and this long walk is a long walk through every single state of America, and you basically got to you cannot stop walking and you can't drop a certain pace and if you drop a certain pace you get killed. If you do anything wow. off this long walk. You get killed. I really want something. It's going to be a very hard film to make. I keep wanting someone to make this into a film. It's a badass story, and you get to know the people. But it's this type of thing where humans will do this. The Running Man, all these Hunger Games, and it's dependent on relying on people's stress, pain, and poverty, and lack of will to or desperation to do these things. Definitely, humans will do it. No matter, even if it is that you get shot, people will do it. Yeah. They will do it. I actually think people would do it even if they were going to get killed. That's what I'm saying. They would. You could we'll do easily it. do it. Folks would sign up and be yeah. like, "Yeah, for four for four billion, I'm gonna I'm gonna it. try. I'm gonna be the last man standing." But would um, you would yeah. you do it though? No. No. Nah, nah, not no, in a million. I'm not doing it. Nah, I'm too chicken um, for that shit. I'm not doing it. I'm scared of it, but in my mind, I think I could probably do some of those things. But it's just. It's, it's the manipulation is mad. But also, you don't know what you're gonna get, so no. And then, and you, you go sleep at night. We saw that episode. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, I, yeah, I won the game. I'm gonna go sleep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think it's giving it away, but just as I was watching it, I was thinking it reminds me way more of all of the things that you have to do, and the people that sacrifice themselves in order to create to create a billionaire. Like there's so many bodies that have yeah. to be put to the wayside for you to get there. And I would, yeah, it reaffirmed in me that I absolutely don't have that as a goal. Like yeah. just, there's there's right. too much sacrifice for one to be a billionaire. And the fact that there's so many billionaires being sprung up all around the world, we also just as humans have to think about actually how many people are losing their quality of life to make one or two people super rich. Yeah, it definitely made me feel think about what we've all said before about, you know, like when people become a billionaire, they forget about what happens to those people down below. Like they're they're yeah. 
out their outlook on life is so completely far removed from that yeah. that they don't give a shit anymore like they you know things don't matter to them easily so, forgotten when you're yeah. in the ground um yeah. there's another series the only thing about squid games the only slight thing is that there's a brazilian series called three percent that i watched exactly very yeah. similar setup i watched that yeah, yeah. similar yeah. setup and i, I really enjoyed I that think squid game did it better because it's faster yeah. Yeah, yeah. And 3%, it just kind of dragged on a bit. It started yeah, off brilliantly yeah. and it kind of looked, it was like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah. These but guys many, just did it so well. Yeah. They did this. Many what's of this story. Yeah, what's interesting, though, is all the controversy about if you watch it with subtitles or you watch it dubbed or you watch yeah. it with subtitles and dubbed. And yeah. then you've got the, the people that can speak Korean saying, you are missing yeah. out. Yeah. 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 What's going on? Yeah. Like, I would love to be able to sit and watch that with someone who could translate it for me. Yes, like, definitely. Yeah, rather than what they're giving us. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is interesting. No, it's really interesting that you you miss, like, context and stuff. And yeah. yeah. I feel like you've got to watch their faces more. Yeah. So when I was watching it, it was because uh, generally I'm listening but then I was realizing, like, nah, this dude was going in, and then you're getting like four words, like flipping. Like, Are you that's okay? And this dude was going it. at it, and it's like, nah, that's not okay. So I was trying to watch it, watching their facial expressions and picking up body language more so than the words that were coming out and get getting through it that way. But I, I, I still think it's brilliant either way. However you consume it, it's a, it's a, it's a must watch yeah. if you can take gory things because it Definitely. is gory. Yeah, I'll just fast forward in some of those because it was Would just. You? No, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> too much is too. The gore is a lot. It is a lot. The gore is a lot from the beginning, and you're when like, you're binge watching, it is yeah. a bit like, like oh, oh, and it's just the, the, the thought of it all. It's a it's psychological warfare. It does on you, like yeah, being in that I situation. Think about the smells. <laughs> anyway, let me not even. We don't even need to think about this. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I swear. <laughs> No. <laughs> like, just no. so many things I was like what <laughs> oh, oh it must reek <laughs> yeah. it's a lot Ew, it's just nasty but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Games. okay we've done for the culture oh. now aunties what's mojo sad mad and glad this week auntie Sade um okay so I not sure what's made me sad and mad, but I'm glad for Auntie AK <laughs> and all of the things that she's doing for the week is probably amazing and stunning. And I just love, I love that this is happening for you. So, yeah. oh, bless you, sweetie pie. Thank you, <laughs> Auntie AK. What's made you sad, mad, and glad this week? Auntie Shadow made me glad. <laughs> um, I'm also I'm sad that we're still blaming women for mad, men's bad behavior. And tied into my, oh, actually, am I mad? My daughter and her friends, on a quick note, went out the other day, got a Bolt taxi home. The Bolt driver was driving fast, was being over familiar. When they got out of the car, um, he was like, oh, where's, is there a spare bed? I'm coming. These are 21 year olds. And then they like go away. And then half an hour later, he called my daughter asking, talking about why did you give me a one star rating? She hadn't. Um, so the fact that he could actually contact her after the ride had done. And then she reported his behavior. And then the next day he's calling her again, still had access to her phone number through the app to call her and say, don't do this. You're messing up my livelihood. Da, da, da. So we've complained to Bolt again and said, don't, this is bad. They said drivers get, I have access to um, your, their passengers for 24 hours. 
And my daughter paid surge price to get herself home, be harassed, her and her friends are harassed by a driver, and they're offering a £15 voucher. And we're like, we don't want they want our fucking money back. So I'm having beef with Bolt, fuck you, Bolt. We're deleting the app, but also you want to run my daughter her money back. And they said that they suspended the driver. Not good enough. Not good enough. And it's the fact that he could call her and make her try and make her feel guilty, saying it's my livelihood. Why are you harassing girls and being over familiar and speeding and not looking at where you're driving and then talking about I'm gonna to come to your house afterwards? Shut up. Like my if I if, if I was downstairs at the time, I would have fucking gone nuts. The thing is, the scary thing is about that, and not to make people more scared, is that a lot of these drivers, they don't just work for one app. So that driver yeah, has probably got Uber, he's probably got Uber, he's probably yeah. got Freeway. He's, there's, there's so many different, and I've been in cabs and they've and spoken to lovely cab drivers and they've told me that they have all the apps. So it's something that they all need to look at. The vetting is mad. But like, black cab drivers are guilty of shit too. So it's just all types of... Nonsense. And it's back to this whole man conversation, isn't it? Not all men, but however. Anyway, yeah. I would I wouldn't stay with Bolt. Actually, go and complain to TfL because they're the ones that issued a license. So it doesn't matter who he works for. Yeah, he yeah. needs that license in order to work. But that's quite predatory. I would I would yeah. really like actually because he could be on his way. Remember the flashing started and then they're killing somebody. It's like harassing girls, calling them back before you know it. He's driving somebody off somewhere. I would definitely and, take and, um, and the, you guys, the guy, the girls do have the um, registration, so that is a really good call, Auntie Nana. Definitely give that registration to TFL and say to them, "This has happened to you, and you want to take it further than just whatever yeah. it is the bolt was said." Definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's awful. Um, and then my glad is for the week ahead that's coming. Um, I'll, like I said, talk about it more, but I'm really excited. It's a really big week for British Blacklist. And um, yeah, I'm excited. And also, I'm really happy that One on One is on Amazon. I love that series. You can get the whole amp series of One on One with Flex and his daughter, Brianna. Oh, yes, yes, Brianna. Yeah, I love, yeah. I love it. Anyway, so it's on Amazon available now. And Everybody Hates Chris. However, it makes me sad because Terry Crews has proved himself to be such a weirdly arsehole man. Whereas I really loved Everybody Hates Chris. So it's a bit of glad and sad because I can't take him seriously anymore. Enjoy it. Sorry. Yeah. Auntie Farah, what's made you sad, mad and glad? Um, I don't have a sad. Oh, actually, no. I do have a sad. So my sad is I watched the Britney Spears documentary on Netflix. And boy, the way that her dad and the lawyers and her family members did a real number on that woman. It's just made me so sad. And the last, the last six minutes of it particularly because it is a voice note of her when she's in the, she wrote something. Yeah, it's her, it's her testimony against her experience yeah. and what's happened. And the fact that even after she did that, they still denied her. I mean, she's out of it now, but that at the end of that, they still denied her. And it, is, it goes back to the whole thing about what we're saying about women again, and just the way that people control women and they think they think it's all right. So that made me really, really sad. Um, However, I don't have a mad. I'm just glad, 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 glad for the blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. Firstly, it's Black History Month and we are history, making history all day, every day. For real. Us four women in here are making history all day, every day. I know that we're all wearing black women's things because we're black. Because we're, <laughs> we're black. We're black. We're black. That's right, Auntie Sade. Get me. Um, so I am also very glad for Auntie AK and what is going to transpire. I'm glad for myself because I finally registered my company, Far Force Productions. I'm glad for that. And I'm doing the most in events. So I'm glad for that. My other side 
acting. Um, I am also glad for my hairdresser, Aisha. My hairdresser, Aisha, she has just become brand ambassador for a company called Femme. And if you don't know who they are, they basically own um, expressions and all the hair, different brands that you would go to and see. And she's just become the brand ambassador. And she's about to do major, major things with them. So big up to her and big up to you and big up to us all. Yay! Lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, yeah, I don't have a sad, but I did watch the Britney doc and I, I echoed the sentiments. Like, yeah, that was that was kind of a sad watch as well. Um, mad. Nothing has really made me mad. Actually, you know what? The Queen stuff did actually kind of make me a little bit mad and side side eye in them. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad I spent time with my sister this weekend for her birthday. Um, and yeah, we just had a lovely meal and that was really nice to have sister catch up time. But um, yeah, just as all of you guys have said, I'm so glad for like the movements that the force of women are doing. And just, yeah, well done to Auntie AK for just stepping up, feeling the fear and doing it anyway and just getting out there because people need to know your magic. So yeah, I'm very, 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 very proud of you. Oh, bless you, sis. Um, and your sister told me about your lovely lunch, your dinner. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> she just did a lovely, lovely day. Um, that's sister Aquia Fosuhini, who's making some of my outfits for this week. I've been giving her help. And I have to just give her a shout out because she puts up with my madness when she just comes through. So I should be picking up my stuff tonight. <sighs> Exciting. <laughs> yes. Um, Auntie Nana, what's pissed you off you got an unpopular opinion anything no no what i have is a something else to watch okay, and good. um i think it's really important that people watch this I, hopefully if you haven't seen it already it's called the family it's on netflix it's been on there for a little while and i watched it last year oh, yes. and i watched it again this year the family it's about a, a christian kind of fraternity yes. that is basically running the world oh. Mm, no, not really. They are no, they're they're not a cult in a sense like mm. that. Like how people would think of they're a not cult. in a traditional cult. No, influence in the world. And I think as things have transpired since I, I watched it first off, mm. I started to see way more people more focused on Jesus than Christianity and just when you watch it, you'll start to, I think it will kind of ripple through and you'll start to look out in society and seeing this narrative being pushed. But really, we all need to be very aware of what they're trying to push us all into. And that's all around the world. Definitely focusing on Africa as well. And it's just, yeah, watch the family, watch all of the episodes, even the Trump ones, just watch all of them because there's so many seeds that they're planting in our society. And definitely um, the Texas bill wouldn't have gone ahead without them. So just have a watch of that. Mate, it's good advice. All right, that was Your Aunties Could Never, episode 79. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitter, and we're on Instagram. Oh, Auntie Farah's got an Sorry, I just want to say, I actually forgot this. Can we just also big up Black Pound Day and the fact that they launched a, a shop in Westfield? It's yes. like... Yeah shopping center in Europe. They have a shop there, a pop-up shop for the next month and they've got 50 black businesses up in that place. So please support, 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 support and well done to Swiss and the team. Like amazing, yeah. amazing. Well done guys. West your West London one? Yes. Yes. Because West is best. <laughs> 
I'm not going to argue with that one. It is better than straight as it is. <laughs> Shout out to Swiss and his team with a Black Pound um, Day. It's just gone from strength to strength. Absolutely amazing. Um, I just wanted to update. So your favourite aunties are going to be at the BBB, BBE Live Podcast Festival. That's this Sunday the 10th. It's our first live podcast event. And we're very excited because we're going to bring you games and discussions live in the flesh. Grab your tickets. Um, Go to BBE Podcast Agency. There's a link to that in our Instagram bio. It starts at 2 p.m., finishes at 11 p.m. Um, and the website to get the tickets is BBE London. That's bbeldn.co.uk. Um, yeah, and get your tickets and come and have fun with us. Uh, I think that's it. Don't forget to like, yeah. comment, subscribe. Listen to us back on all less favorite listening platforms. You can watch us back on YouTube. Um, we will be back next week at our regular slot at 5 p.m. live. Um, I think we have, do we have one more comment that we want to read out or we're going to oh, go? Sorry, I've, I've lined up the other page. Oh, okay, quickly. So, Ray Obi says, Squid Game was a great watch. Aside, streamed Black Box during the F Facebook outage yesterday and was very, and it was very th thought-provoking and made by us for us. Would highly recommend. Okay, that's interesting. Black Box. Black Box. Okay, I haven't heard of that. All right, guys. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.